Welcome to Healthy Homes, Healthy Planet podcast, delivered by Wellness Interiors Design Studio. Here we promote sustainable design, products and practices to enhance wellness and well-being in our homes. This podcast is for anyone interested in pursuing a more sustainable lifestyle. Tune out from the noise. Tune in to learn how to adopt a more sustainable lifestyle promoting our own well-being whilst creating healthy homes for a healthy planet. Today, we are discussing sustainable and low-carbon heating options in period properties. We have guests, Nick, Annie and Adam Bayliss from Castrads, who make cast iron radiators and they also refurbish old ones. I had the pleasure of meeting the team at the Made in Britain Impact Awards ceremony, where they received the award for export excellence. Castrads demonstrated not only strong sales growth and recruitment of new staff, but also a sharp focus on innovation, thought leadership and sustainability, making them a worthy winner. Congratulations. Castrads manufacture custom built and custom finished radiators. They have showrooms in both Chelsea in London and Soho in New York. So over to you, I've got some questions. Please can you tell us about Castrads? I believe your cast iron radiators are a highly sustainable product. Could you share a bit more please? Sure, thank you Sharon for the congratulations. Oh you're welcome. <laughs> so um, yeah we do as you said we, um, we manufacture new cast iron radiators as well as refurbish old ones and that's a key part of our um sustainability uh they are we talk about um inbuilt longevity with our radiators because they are um they do have a, a really really incredibly long lifespan um we refurbish radiators that are getting on for 150 years old some of the oldest ones Amazing. so all <laughs> of that embodied carbon is preserved and we really have to do very little to them for them to be good for for another hundred years. Um, equally, the ones that we make new are made with the same integrity, the same materials. They're made in a very similar way. We've made a few innovations to them, but um, they're yeah, yeah, they have a lifespan um, of centuries in theory. So that's the most that's the most sort of sustainable aspect. That's fantastic. Uh, we've made a few tweaks to the production process. Adam has. Um, uh, come up come up with some really great energy saving aspects to the actual production process so there's another aspect of sustainability there but um it's really within the product that's great and, and of course they're made of scrap this is true is amazing so a waste product made into something beautiful it's not even a great product it, i think from my perspective i would say it's something beautiful as well it can it's a beautiful product and if if you have a beautiful product in your home, you're more likely to look after it, maintain it, and then it has a long, longer lifespan as well on that basis. Yeah, repairable, refurbishable, recyclable, um, all those things. Great. How many hours is that? <laughs> Three or four or more. <laughs> yeah, that's fantastic. Did you want to add anything on that, Adam, that, that Annie was just mentioning about, um, about the product? Well, only that it's, it's one of those things when you're running a factory, you're, uh, you always want to try and find ways to improve and continuous improvement um, and we've been looking at things like um, 
can we reduce the amount of heat used to cure the paint? Mm. Uh, can we use more environmentally sustainable products with painting? Um, with, you know, if you're interested in lean manufacturing, you want to look at how you reduce overproduction and overprocessing, removing waste all the time, um, and even things like uh, putting sustainable sources of energy on, on the factory. So we've got solar panels on our roof. Um, right. so yeah, every every bit you can do, we recycle water that's used in the testing. All these kind of things. That's fantastic. Mm. Thank you. Can I move on to the next question? Could you share about low <laughs> carbon heating options in period properties? Yeah, absolutely. So we're, we're in the process of doing uh, some work to our own home, and uh, we're going to be using an SLC pump. There is a lot of work that we're going to be doing at the same time. We're installing triple glazing windows. We're going to be uh, internally insulating our walls. Um, because we're taking a fabric first approach. So we we need as a, as a nation, in fact, as a, as a world, we need to reduce the amount of heat that is lost from our buildings. Mm. There's no point using energy to heat a building only to throw it out the window. So we're really, really keen on promoting a fabric first approach. We, we've, we live in Manchester in Stockport, in fact, um, and we've used a, an organization called People Powered Retrofit, who have given us a really amazing uh, uh, report about how to save energy in our home. Mm. And uh, so we're using a combination of uh, underfloor heating downstairs in the basement, and then of course, uh, some British cast cast iron radiators upstairs and some refurbished uh, original radiators, including a very special 1857 original Bundy loop with a with a reclaimed marble wow. top. Oh, that's fantastic. <laughs> and so it's really about uh, tightening up the, the heat loss, you know, reducing the heat yes. loss, um, using sustainable materials during the build, using sustainable materials in the heating system, yeah. and then renewable energy to, to heat it. Yeah, um, and I think Adams also had a, a similar experience um, with his home. Yeah, so I mean, my, mine's an old uh, 1680 uh, Weaver's Cottage, okay. um, and we've we've just been through the process of, of trying to upgrade that. It's a bit it's a bit tight. What we can and can't do it's a list of building, um, but um, and some of it sometimes feels a bit a bit frustrating. So we're replacing windows we're putting in the eighties. And we're still only allowed to have single glazed, which, which seems crazy when we've got a climate crisis going on. Mm. I it if it was original old windows, but they're, they're not particularly special. Yeah. Um, but you do what you can. And and so we, we typically do things like loft insulation, drafts, thick curtains, secondary glazing we can do. Mm. Um, and you look at how you're heating your house and, and what, what the most efficient methods are that you can put in place. So, um, yeah. Yeah, that's interesting with period properties. I mean, we we live in a Georgian property and there's the cavity walling, you know, there's there's no insulation in the wall to actually keep the heat in. So it's such a huge issue, isn't it, with these older properties, beautiful properties. You don't want to rip anything down, but you, you want to keep the heat in. So, yeah, I think that's a really important issue that probably needs more exploration in the industry of how to do it effectively and also sustainably yeah i think um the one huge problem is that there's just not enough um builders who are doing this this work you know yeah. um 
the knowledge is there and organizations like people powered retrofit are doing a really excellent job of uh, preparing reports about what should be done and how we can take houses that were designed to have drafts running through them victorian we, we live in a victorian semi um and how we can turn that into an airtight home yes without causing the joists to rot and without causing you know uh, cold bridging and all, the, all of these cause these issues that that can arise if, if the job's not done not done right mm -hmm. um, there's only one building firm the whole of greater manchester that we've been able to find that, that really specializes in this in this kind of thing um likewise with heat pumps um we've been we're speaking there's a, an organization called heat geek doing a really excellent thing training uh installers up on how to how to correctly install a heat pump because i think heat pumps get a really bad rap in the press um there the technology is very well established it's not new mm -hmm. same tech as in a fridge as in a an air conditioning unit it's just not new technology mm -hmm. people uh if they're not installed properly, then they're going to cost a lot to run and they're not going to keep your home warm. So the question is, don't blame the tech, blame the installer. Wow. And we don't know this, do we? <laughs> and so HeatGeek are doing this really excellent job of training up installers to make sure that everyone who's putting one in is doing a really good job. And I'm afraid to say that the boiler upgrade scheme, which the government is running, there are an awful lot of hurdles that have been placed in front of that. And so I, th I, th I think that people are qualifying for the boiler upgrade scheme. They're not necessarily using um, an installer that is well versed with heat pumps. And then the whole thing falls down. It's just a big waste of money. And you can't really blame people. It, it, it's expensive, even with the grant, isn't it? And people want to save a bit of money for perhaps finding a cheaper installer. Mm -hmm. You can totally understand why people do that. Mm. Okay. Um, and, and it's a shame because heat pumps will. Um, I, I think there will be some instances where uh, a heat pump is not suitable, but but for the vast majority of houses, if we take a fabric first approach, then we can use heat pumps to heat our old housing housing stock. Yeah. Um, I, I think they're particularly well suited. Actually, you tend to. I think there's an, also a bit of a misnomer that you tend to go with the newer technology of um, a heat pump, and you have to maybe lose some of the period features that mm -hmm. your older property but if you do focus on the fabric initially you can cast on radiators for example are particularly well suited to a low level ambient heating yeah. um they can you know happily be be retained um it's 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 taking care of the insulation and the and the kind of the bits that you don't see in in, in a sense um there's there's you know people tend to think that you have to that the only way is to go with underfloor heating um you know there's there's plenty of kind of leeway uh, you know even with keeping um fireplaces and things like that you know um it's it's that fabric first approach mm. And, and designing your heating system well in the first instance you can uh there's a there's a dirty little secret in the heating industry with the heat output 
<laughs> Tell us a secret. What is it? <laughs> Heat outputs are, are, are given at delta T 50, which means that the, the water inside your radiator is 70 degrees C. But condensing boilers, which is what most people in the UK have, if they've had a boiler fitted within the last 20 years or so, they've probably got a condensing gas boiler. Yeah. They are designed to work not at at delta T 50 or a, a mean water temperature of 70 degrees C, but at delta T 40, a mean water temperature of 60 degrees C. And yet, us radiator manufacturers, we, as is the law, um, in the UK and the EU, right? In the UK and in the EU, yes, we are legally bound to advertise our heat outputs at delta T 50, which makes them appear to be higher heat output than they really would be if they would if they were being used on um, a gas condensing boiler at delta t40 mean water temperature of 60. wow That's the dirty little secret that yes. exists. yeah gosh and lay people don't know this <laughs> wow. well the, the thing is we, I mean, we sort of we raised it before haven't we industry meetings as being a, an issue and it, and it's often met with a, a bit of a sort of shoulder shrugging and and i've got I've got some sympathy with people for that um, because we already have a, a problem with um, just trying to get um, people to comply with the, the Delta T50, the, you know, the 70 degrees setting, because you often get people sending radiators as Delta T60, which would be water at 80 degrees in your radiator, and nobody runs their radiators at that, at that output. So if you're, you know, if you accidentally end up buying your radiators from a less scrupulous supplier, you might be getting even worse, you know. So I think that I know that they've been focusing their efforts on getting people to comply with the existing law before. Going before even lower, yeah. Mm. And so in essence, also, that would increase our heating bills. Is that right? Absolutely. Yeah, because yeah. and it, it's not a victimless crime, because what you then have to do is you have to run your boiler at a higher temperature, which means you're not getting the benefit of that condensing, which means um, higher energy bills, more carbon emissions. You know, we all pay the we all pay the price. It sounds like this could, <laughs> this, that whole area could be a, a great deal further. But thank right. you. Thanks for sharing that little secret. <laughs> but the, the, the great thing is that if you are if you are putting in a new heating system, you can um, you can design it to future proof it. You know, you can design it right now to run at delta T forty, no problem at all. That's how it should be designed. Um, you can then. At a later date, if you so wish, you can add secondary glazing, add double glazing. If you've got a, a Georgian home and you're, if it's listed and you're unable to change that that single glazing, well, you can add your loft insulation at some later date, yeah. and you can insulate underneath your floors, and you can add some secondary mm -hmm. glazing when you've got the cash to do it at yeah. a later date. Um, and at that point, you will have reduced the heat loss from your home. And at that point, you can start running your radiators not at delta T40, but at delta T30. And that's where you need to be, roughly, if you want to install a heat pump. So you can do things today that will future-proof There's a system. lot of minimal intervention mm. eventually that make a significant difference. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, thank you so much. Now, just in winding up, um, I'm aware you have a vast range of products. May I ask, are your cast iron radiators also suited to new builds such as passive house design? 
Absolutely, that's a great question, John. The um, yeah, the, the thing that's the thing that's really good about radiators is they're they're a very simple bit of kit. You know, just add water. Yeah, it doesn't <laughs> doesn't really matter where you get your hot water from. I think that's part of their enduring appeal over the yeah. years. So traditionally, people had like a coal furnace or or a or a stove with a back boiler, and yeah. and over the years that's changed to be more of like a you know the more common oil and gas boilers we see. Um, and in recent times, as Nick was just saying, we've had these condensing boilers um, and, and heat pumps, people were talking yeah. about. And, and the interesting thing with both of those is they work really well on a on a, on a lower heating for longer, so low and slow. Mm -hmm. um, and, that, and that does fit really well with systems like um, cast iron radiators, also with things like um, underfloor heating, yeah. a low and slow approach. Um, uh and, and like we said before it might it might change a bit you might need slightly bigger radiators um mm -hmm. and sometimes people have talked about tripling the size of a radiator when you go for a heat pump oh my um, <laughs> there's some there is some science behind that mm -hmm. um but the reality is it's just it's just nothing like as bad as that um so don't don't be put off if someone tells you that it, because of things like this thing about the the delta t50 versus delta t60 versus delta t you know, 30 or 20, which is what heat pump runs on. Um, because of, um, actually people have over the years put in, we, hopefully everyone's doing it, you know, because you always interstate first, people are putting in draft excluders and putting the windows, um, you know, a bit of loft insulation in or cavity wall insulation. And so probably you don't need as much heat as you once did. Um, mm -hmm. And also the design of radiators is changing. So there's some in the, in the steel panel industry, some great double and triple convectors, which which really kick out a lot of heat. Um, but also the radiators we're designing now yeah. um, are uh, always inspired by the original designs. But we've been able to, with modern engineering techniques, get more heat from the same footprint of radiator. That's amazing. Yeah. yeah so um, and that's thanks to uh, Simon, our designer, who's, who's worked hard on that. That's great. Um, so, for example, like when I was looking at my house, um, just just by yeah, by changing to one of our more newer models, um, I was able to get within the same space about seventy percent of the heat you'd need if I was to drop to a, to a heat pump. Mm -hmm. um, so you know you can see that maybe if I just do a bit more a bit more insulating, or perhaps accept that much more jumper on the colder days, or, um, or or maybe I do look at it in some places and make them slightly bigger. But it's nothing like is that that tripling the size that people talk about. Okay, right. And Adam, is that is that a, uh, when you say seventy percent of the way there? Is that with your current single glazing? That's with the current single glazing, yeah. Mm. So if you're doing full secondary glazing, you'd, you'd be there. Yeah, probably. Yeah, oh, amazing. Mm. So yeah, the um, I think I think they fit really well with with the sort of modern heating sources. Um, the other thing you might see a bit of is. Um, and generally it's not advised but people is the electric heating the direct electric heating so mm -hmm. the reason it's not advised is, is simply the most expensive way to heat your house because uh, okay. often you have to generate electricity with a burning gas at a power station somewhere you transmit the electricity um, and then you and then you have to sort of run it through your heater um so it's often often most expensive way of heating your house right. um, but there are situations where people will be doing that like if you've got um if you've got a block of flats for example where you don't want a gas boiler in place and you haven't got space for a heat pump mm -hmm. i think we will see some of that in the future sure. um, and actually there's some really neat ideas there um 
though. So one of the ones I've been interested in is something called the zero emissions boiler. It's oh. And they're quite clever. They buy electricity when it's cheap. Yes. So if you've got a bit like of... charging a car during the night rather than exactly. an yeah, exactly. car yes. during the night yes. rather than during the day. So the wind farms are running, but nobody's using electricity. Or yeah. I don't know, maybe there's uh, another low carbon power source, like a, a nuclear reactor that you don't want to turn that up and down on a whim. Yeah. Um, and you can, in fact, there's actually times that you can get paid to use electricity. Right. You're giving electricity. back to the grid. Yes. So yes, exactly. So um, so they can be quite they can be quite handy. Yeah, you can you could you might be able to get a, a, take a bit of electricity in the night, heat up some uh, water and store it until you need it in the daytime. Right. So there is some clever ideas out there. That's fantastic. Thanks for sharing. Yeah. The one other thing I was going to mention, which we yes. look a bit further into the future is um there's you know in, in this country we're almost uh entirely interested in how you heat buildings and i think that's really going to change in the future with climate change mm -hmm. the world's a bit warmer and actually i think a lot of the energy used for a building is going to come from how you cool a building wow uh -huh. um, now what's interesting is it, it is possible to run these heat pumps in reverse so what they'll do is they'll pump cold water through a radiator yeah now there are some people in the market who are already doing this. They've, they've shown you can have a, a cooling radiator yeah. um, that runs in both hot and cold mode, and it's tricky. So you need to you need to worry about what happens with the condensation. Um, you don't want that dripping all over your floor, and you certainly don't want water on top of a, an iron or a steel radiator making it right. rusty. No. So there's the hurdles to overcome, but um, it's something that we're keen to explore, and I think other people are already looking there as well. So. I think Reddit's going to be around for a long time to come, no matter what the technology right. changes to. Yeah. And as soon as we all are faced with a heat wave, you know, yes. in Britain, we just don't know what to do. We've got carpets in most rooms. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So but, but it's important to in a heat wave, um, taking that fabric first approach, you know, by, by improving your insulation, it also benefits you when there is a heat wave. You know. defense. It's, mm. Yeah. yeah. Right. Oh, of course, to keep the heat out. Mm. Yeah. Oh, well, said, Nick. Yeah. Well, <laughs> sorry. Go ahead. It's definitely <laughs> worth doing. It's uh, it's just something yeah. we need to embrace, and we are not doing enough of. And in fact, my major criticism of the boiler upgrade scheme is that there's not an easily accessible corresponding um, fund making it easy to get things to get insulation there are schemes of out there, but they don't apply to everyone it's barely even mentioned really it's barely even mentioned <laughs> uh, we've looked into it and it's it's and the two need to go hand in hand really don't they yeah, yeah. what's yeah. the point in burning more energy to heat a home yeah you could simply yeah. lower the energy requirement for that home right mm -hmm. well let's round up there but i just want to say thank you so much nick annie and adam your expertise has been amazing and i've learned things today <laughs> so thank you and thank you do you have anything else you wish to share with our listeners today for them to go away with thank you very much for having us sharon it's been you're so welcome yeah um we uh we'd love for people to um to download our uh heat sheet on how to how to improve the thermal performance of, of historic homes. Um, so you can download that and you can also sign up to our uh, newsletter by clicking on the link in the bio. Perfect. I'll be downloading that for sure. <laughs> <laughs>
So thank you. Thank you, team. And thank you to all our listeners. Thank you to all our listeners for joining us today as we learn how to adopt a more sustainable lifestyle, promoting our own well-being, whilst creating healthy homes for a healthy planet.